Hi guys, you are with Lab of Learning and I'm Dian Stanchev. Our today's guest is Mary Nin. For 20 years, she has been serving families through her companies, Ninja Sushi and Grit. She has been awarded uh, the 40 and the 40 and recently has created the amazing series of the Emotional Intelligent Ninja that teaches children of all different emotions how to turn bad emotions and behavior into a good one in simple steps. She has reached over 1 million children with her books and have transformed their lives. My son is a big fan of her books and loves it when I read them to him. Hello and thanks for being on Love of Learning, Mary. Thank you so much for having me, Dion. I'm so excited to share what I've learned in my uh, parenting and my business and life journey um, with you and talk more about um, our children, our future. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, I, I also agree with you that uh, our children are our future. <laughs> so Absolutely. What was, what was your inspiration for the creation of your wonderful books? Um, I would say the my, my boys. I have three boys. <laughs> okay. um, three boys that inspired uh, most of my stories. Um, and I just, it's a, a lot of the stories or... Um, plots uh, that surround the books in the ninja books are things that actually have happened possibly in their lives um, or feelings or emotions that they were struggling with. Okay, okay. So when did you start? Uh, the first uh, ninja book, Angry Ninja and Inventor Ninja were released in uh, November of 2019. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. so recently, and you have just enormous success just for one year. Okay, and uh, how, how did you manage to create your business around it? So what are the steps you took? Um, you know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't really plan for it to be this big. Um, and initially, I don't know if how long you've been with uh, the Ninja Life Hacks book series. But initially, there were only 16 ninjas planned. Um, and I chose the 16 were the most important um, to, to me because of what my boys had gone through. Um, that would include like angry ninja, which is like managing uh, difficult emotions and positive ninja, which is, which is positive self-talk. Um, inventor ninja, which is a little about creativity. Um, so those were just a few, but um, because of the kind of popularity um, surrounding them, I expanded to 32 in probably like spring of 2020. And then after the 32 were published, then people were asking for like for more titles. And so I said, okay, well, let's do 60, 62, but then that's it. So <laughs> right now we're on book number 39, um, Love Ninja for Valentine's has just released. And um, right now, I am working on Breaking Ninja, which is a really uh, hot topic also. And, and I got a lot of requests for that about how we can instill a hard work ethic in our kids at a, at a young age. Okay, and, and what, what do you think are the best key steps to, to teach our children to be uh, not, not giving up easily and continuing trying again and again? So how we should approach them in our daily lives? Ah, uh, yes. Um, 
So the publishing name I chose for this company does revolve around that main topic, actually, grit and uh, mental toughness. Um, and it has a lot to do with confidence, too. These, all, these three words are synonymous with each other. Um, but grit really does help you in all facets of your life. And so, what, so I thought, wouldn't it be great if we learned from a very early age um, to, you know, to not give up, to dig deep within um, when times are getting tough and have that, you know, like gritty spirit to just succeed. Um, so Grow Grit Press was um, founded on, on that notion um, to help kids around the world develop grit and self-confidence and um, just kind of kill all of the self-limiting beliefs that they might have had um, without, without grit. Okay, so if, if we have a child that easily gives up and uh, doesn't have this quality very well, how we should manage in a, in a soft way to give, to empower him or her. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. So uh, that, that uh, I talk about in Gritty Ninja a lot. I don't know if you got a chance to get that one. Um, it, this is a very popular title. Um, not the most popular, but one of the very top, top books that are selling in the Ninja Life Hack series. But um, in that book, I go into like how to develop grit and it's based on the four C's, uh, which is uh, staying calm. Um, and that's basically like, you know, like rituals that you might have, whether it's breathing, um, you know, taking a deep breath, um, routine, things that you may do uh, repetitively every day to kind of just keep you calm and then the second c is uh being feeling capable and uh it's about goals and it's a little bit more than just creating like short-term and long-term goals which i didn't go into detail in greedy ninja i just kept it simple for, as four c's and and defined it as goals but and in, in an <clears throat> excuse me in an upcoming book, Ambitious Ninja, we'll be going, we'll be delving into goal setting a little bit more, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which is um, the, there's, there's three types of goals that I'll be covering for kids. And that is process, performance, and outcome goals. So like <clears throat> process goals are the only goals that we can control. So like, for example, for your podcast, um, a process goal would be like, I would like to make a podcast um, once time a week or once a month. I don't know how often you do it. And then <clears throat> performance goals would be like, I would like to have, you know, uh, 10,000 subscribers by the end of the year. So obviously performance goals, we can't control. But it's really great to set that goal so that um, our subconscious mind can try to make decisions to reach the goal. Um, so it's your brain is always working in the background. Whether you realize it or not, that's what goal setting kind of helps with. And then the third goal is outcome goals. You can't control that at all. 
um, the out, uh, an outcome goal, for example, would be like, I would like to have um, 10,000 in passive income through my podcast in one month. So those are, those are just kind of like um, the goals for uh, feeling capable. So once you like set goals, you feel very capable, um, especially once, once you start like achieving some of those goals. Mm-hmm. And then the third C would be confidence. And confidence um, is really like just about positive self-talk. I can do this. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to work hard at this. Um, just these kinds of mantras. And then um, the last C is, the fourth C is carefree. So basically that's um, just kind of expecting the worst, but hoping for the best. Um, I'm just going to use my son as an example because he's the one that inspired Gritty Ninja. Um, when he was younger, he was a competitive tennis player. So we would like travel uh, around the country to compete in tennis. And um, he, he, got, he went through a phase where he was losing. And I don't know if he played tennis or not, but um, when, it, when the match is very competitive, they go the two players – the two opponents um, go to a super tiebreaker. And usually super tiebreakers are whoever, whoever, the person who wins the super tiebreaker usually has a mental edge. And so he was losing a lot um, for, for quite a period of time. And so his coach had recommended that he work with a mental coach and work on his mental edge, uh, mental toughness. And so when he's doing that, um, he really, he, he learned uh, something about um, feeling carefree. And that was basically asking yourself, what is the worst possible outcome that could happen? Because once you start worrying, your mind isn't present. It's always focused either on the past or in the future. And so being carefree means you're really present in the here and now, and you're not worrying about uh, what might happen if I lose or what might happen if this happens? Um, you know, what if my, what if my mother and father get upset? Um, just, just things in the future or like what happens in the past? Oh, I'm so mad that I missed that ball or I'm so, I'm so upset that I, you know, made that move. So um, being carefree is just basically, you know, staying in the present. So those are the four C's, calm, carefree, capable, and confident. I like, I like those four C's. And I, I also think that uh, if we put our minds in the past or in the future, then uh, our energy goes there. So if we keep our energy in the present, then we have much more chance to win a tennis game, let's say. Yeah, absolutely. So I use sports a lot because I think kids can relate to it. Um, Obviously, as we grow older, those circumstances change to uh, business, financial and marriage. Um, But you can you can you can use grit in in all areas of life. That's true. That's right. And we need we need to develop that early in life, I think. Uh, so, so what, what do you think is the reason your books are so popular with all one million copies sold just for one year? Um, 
Yes, that figure is just for 2019. I'm sorry, 2020. Yes, yes. So what, what, what do you think uh, makes your book so popular? Do you think that maybe there is a, a gap in educational system, like emotional intelligence that your books are filling in? Or... Um, I'm not sure because there's a lot of social emotional books out there for kids. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out, Dion. If I knew the answer, I would copy it and uh, do it again. <laughs> I, I, I think I personally think it's the ninja because all little kids, especially boys, like ninjas. And I think that could be the one of the reasons. And also it's a very nice, simple approach. Not many words, very nice uh, paintings, colors, and very good messages. So they're easy to understand. And why did you choose ninjas? Thank you. Um, it's an interesting story, actually. Um, we have a restaurant chain here in, I don't know what, what, what country are you in? Uh, in Bulgaria. Oh, you're in Bulgaria. Okay. So we're in the U.S. and uh, in the Southwest, uh, that's where my husband and I live, our family. Uh, we have a uh, sushi chain here. Um, we have five stores and our mascot is actually a ninja. And so um, one day I was, you know, I had, was inspired to write that series. I didn't know who, what, who or what the mascot was going to be. Um, it wasn't until after I explored several different uh, mascots that I landed upon my own uh, character mascot for the restaurant. Okay, okay, yeah. I think it's working. So uh, from your parenting uh, knowledge, what is the most important parenting tip you can offer to our audience to be better parents? Um, to be better parents. Oh. So what any advice I give is going to be just from like hard lessons learned because I'm still learning too. Um, I would say, I would say preach less, support more. I'm, I'm learning how to do that. So, so be more like a friend than uh, a parent, right? Yeah, but there's, there's a balance. Of course, of course, there is a balance. And, and why do you think emotional intelligence is so important to, to, to children? Um, I think EQ, I, I just released um, Emotionally Intelligent Ninja. EQ, a high EQ. Um, really helps you in all parts of life. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, it helps you in business. Um, it helps you in your marriage. It, it even helps in your finances. Because, you know, uh, delayed gratification has a lot to do with the high EQ. Um, and if you don't have patience um, and you don't have delayed gratification, um, many, many sound investments and many sound uh, business decisions might be missed. Okay, so, so what is delayed gratification? Uh, so delayed gratification just deals with um, waiting, uh, making choices and decisions based on the long-term. Right. And yeah, instead of the short-term results. So like if you were on a, like, I'm just going to take, for example, because obviously you don't need a diet, but if someone was on a diet, um, they would really have to build up their delayed gratification for sweets. 
So, um, you know, that might be in terms of like having only a very small portion size of sweets after every meal or um, having it maybe once a week, whichever diet pattern they're on. Okay, okay. So uh, about school, schooling, what do you think is missing in schools? And do you think that the schooling system needs to be changed? What's your opinion? Um, this one is tough to answer because uh, <clears throat> schooling, I think, exists to help educate children um, in, in the U.S. Uh, on traditional subjects. Um, but a lot of critics have said that it's missing a lot of social emotional learning, but teachers only have eight hours in the day, right? So we can't put it really all on them. I think um, social emotional learning begins with education for sure. Um, and a high, and a high e EQ or emotional intelligence is um, directly related to how many books you read too. So I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, how it, how it starts in the, in the, in the at home. So parents have, I, I think of an obligation to uh, read to our children, read with our children, um, to educate them, to model the, the correct patterns. Um, and, you know, teachers, it's, it's hard because I can imagine a teacher's day and they have, in the US, they could have up to 35 students in one class. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of teaching. Um, and I know that it could be more holistic, like the whole education um, curriculum could be, could be more holistic and involve emotional intelligence and social emotional learning. Um, but how do we fit all that in, in, in one day? I don't know. Um, from my experience from school, I remember that uh, most of the subjects I've been learning, like let's say geography, uh, let's say maths in the later years, I haven't used them much in my real life. So I would love to change those for emotional intelligence, like you're suggesting. Yeah. Uh, and to be able to- Yeah, it's funny. It's funny we don't even use some of those subjects that we learned. This is the thing. Uh, and I wish, I wish in the future, I think, I think the whole schooling system needs to be changed because it's been created like a hundred years ago. Uh, and building people for the factories back then. And I think we have evolved a lot in the last 100 years, but yeah, let's see how it goes. I, I've heard that in, in the States, lots of people are going to homeschooling now in this, in the last one year. What's your opinion on this? And do you do yeah. um, Well, I, I did uh, homeschool my middle child for a while when he was competing uh, in tennis. But yes, yeah, since COVID happened, almost everybody went to homeschooling or, or like right now we're on flexible schedules. So the boys go to school two days a week and two days they're at home on online school. But I will tell you because I have been a homeschool parent, homeschool teacher, that my middle son, he was, uh, he was homeschooled uh, between the ages of 10 and 12. He made great strides in his academics, but his social emotional learning took uh, a hit. 
And that's because he wasn't around with, with other kids. And so that is one benefit in going to school, regular school, traditional, is that you're around other kids and you're exposed to different uh, conversations and uh, ethnicities, uh, backgrounds. So you're able to kind of like figure out how to navigate all those situations and conversations. So I, um, I'm now, I'm now thinking I'm probably never going to homeschool again. I, I really do see the benefit of going to traditional school. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I also have been thinking about whether to homeschool or to go to school, but like you say, the emotional part is going to be missing. And um, yeah, that's, that's super, super important. Uh, what do you think is the best way to teach our children to manage their emotions? Is it through our own example? We should be managing our emotions as well and how to parent ourselves to be better parents. What do you think? Well, I think, I think it starts with books and then it is, um, it's embedded with um, further practice on paper um, through the census. So that would be like through uh, writing, through visualizing, through listening, through audiobooks, watching videos uh, or readings. Um, and then, so if you, <clears throat> if you register all of the five senses when you're learning a subject, you really uh, learn it a lot faster and you embed it in your memory a lot deeper. Um, <clears throat> as far as like teaching social emotional Uh, topics and subjects. I think kids learn from uh, role models who exhibit the correct, uh, or not, I shouldn't say correct, but the ideal ways to handle things. Um, and they also learn from those who don't. Okay. Sounds, sounds great. Do you have any reading strategies we can use to foster love of books in our kids? Maybe again, by example. You know, the best tip that I've ever received and that I practice on regularly with my own children is let them pick the books. Because if we try to force books, they may or may not like them. But if you give them autonomy to choose the book that they want, they actually will, you'll see, they'll pick it up and they'll read, they'll read them without you, without us uh, instigating. Okay, and um, so which are the most important emotional management strategies and how to cultivate uh, compassion and kindness? Uh, compassion and kindness. Yeah, so <clears throat> compassion and kindness are very difficult to teach because <clears throat> at a certain age, until the kids are about four or five, they really don't understand um, how others feel. Um, but if we begin to praise um, our children whenever we see um, ideal behavior, um, we can also show empathy ourselves <clears throat> to them and to others. Um, the, the, I think these are the best ways to foster kindness and compassion. Okay, by, so basically by praising them and raising good emotions in them. Mm -hmm. I would suggest 
also sharing, maybe sharing our feelings to them and exposing, even if it means that we are vulnerable, maybe it's also a good way to talk about our feelings with them. Because some yeah. parents are overprotecting their children and I don't think it's a good way because then when they go into the real world and not, not everybody's going to be kind and nice. And how, how to handle aggression or prevent guilt and shame then? Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, um, do, do, do you know how we can teach them to handle aggression and prevent uh, guilt and shame? Um, so so uh, there is a movement right now about <clears throat> accepting uh, so-called negative behaviors uh, like anger and anxiety and shame and guilt, um, despair and depression. Um, <clears throat> so I, I'm, I'm, I have kind of almost the same views. Um, I do believe in accepting our emotions um, and, then, and then kind of managing them. Mm. Managing them in, in what way? So like anger, um, obviously we can't, we can't deny that when we're angry, when we're upset, but we can control our anger um, instead of um, throwing things or yelling. Um, <clears throat> uh, Angry Ninja shares that we, what we should do uh, is put in the strategy of the one plus three plus 10. Uh, I'm sorry, I got that backwards. That's 10 plus three plus one, or is it three plus 10 plus one? I forgot that was about 38 books ago. Um, but it's, uh, it's take a deep breath. So that's one. And then count to 10 and then say, I, I am fill in the blank. I am mad. I am sad. I am nervous. Because when we kind of give voice to our feelings, it makes us feel heard. Okay, but I, I think the problem is that even not only the children, but the parents don't know what kind of emotions they experience. And, and on top of that, we can't expect them to start. So, so maybe the first thing is to start looking for the emotions, how they make them feel and uh, what kind of side effects they have like for example if you are angry you have sweaty hands and is it something like that what you suggest yeah absolutely and that is what uh that's what inspired emotional intelligent ninja okay so that book that book actually goes into detail about what each emotion looks like and what characteristics you'll find like you said um sweaty hands um furred eyebrows Okay, and I, I think in Positive Ninja, uh, he's learning to be positive by uh, breathing in for three seconds, then holding for three seconds, and then breathing out for three seconds, and doing that for three times to become positive. So do you have any other small uh, tips or tools for not only children, but also parents to use uh, to improve mm. feelings? Yeah. Um, hmm. We well, we covered a lot, so I think you'll have to read the Ninja Life Hack book 
okay. to find out. <laughs> I think I think I've recently read that one in a good way to be present in a conversation is by feeling your uh, tongue. If you focus on your tongue and you feel it, and then you get your anxiety away. Uh, yeah. So there, there may, I'll, I'll be reading them soon. I'll be reading some. You know, some <laughs> uh, do you have any new book uh, series planned or something you are working on at the moment? Um, so I'm working uh, on mini movers and shakers at the same time that I'm doing a Ninja Life Hacks series. Um, so mini movers and shakers is about um, famous people, uh, inspiring people who have um, who have faced many struggles to become successful in where they are now. So the late, the last one I released was on Elon, Bruce Lee and Elon Musk. And they were, I like, I like this series a lot. It is because a lot of people can see like the success and the fame that they enjoy, but they don't really know the story behind how they got there and if they struggled or not. And this really does give you a glimpse of, of what they went through to get there. So, so they're also for children, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same age, same age group as the mini uh, Ninja Life Hacks. So how do you manage to be so productive writing so many books? I, I do get, yes, get asked this a lot because um, I, I, uh, I am very prolific. Um, I think, I think the key is to really just love what you do. Like I absolutely love, I absolutely love writing. I love helping other people. Okay, okay. So basically find what you love doing and focus on it. This is what I, what I heard from Deepak Chopra as well. He was saying that the first thing he taught his children is to find out what they love to do. And mm -hmm and help them follow their uh, love in the future. And so, and which, which are your favorite books that you think changed you most? Uh, which one of uh, the books I've read or the books I've written? The books you have read. Oh, um, so a couple of the books that I have uh, I've read that have uh, impacted me the most would be E-Myth by Michael Gerber and the four hour week work week by Tim Ferriss. Okay. Okay. So what did they teach you more like how to handle your time during the day? Right. And to be. Yeah. Um, so my uh, entrepreneurial journey started um, in 1999. So I've been on this journey for 21 years and in the beginning as an entrepreneur, you have like this, these huge visions of what, you know, entrepreneur is supposed to be. And when you really start to get working on it, you end up doing every, everything. So you're like a one man shop, right? You're doing all the positions because you don't have any employees. So after reading uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, I really, my eyes opened up a lot. Um, so I always recommend that book. I mean, it's an old book and some of the, a few of the ideas are outdated, but the whole general idea is not. Um, and he's really the father of, of that whole um, entrepreneurial like movement, I think. Um, that book 
spawned several other uh, deviations of the same concept. And so um, I, I <clears throat> Kane and I, my husband and I, we now have, we now employ over a hundred people amongst uh, I know 18 companies. And so I credit him for really like expanding my horizons. Um, <clears throat> as far as like the four hour work week. Yeah, I, he, Tim Ferriss is just ugh, leagues above everyone else. And so if you read that book, it really does. If you're an entrepreneur, um, it really does help you become a lot more efficient. And um, it helps you accomplish more in a day than you could have. Um, there's some concepts he introduces that many don't know about. And I didn't know about a few of those either. So he's just, he's just a fun read. He's, he's got a different narration. It's, it's unique. I, I think most of us struggle with uh, how much we do for the, for the day because we all have the same time. We all have 24 hours, but some can achieve a lot, some cannot achieve anything. Um, I, I want to issue more and more books and uh, reaching more and more children next year, let's say 10 million, because I, <laughs> I, really, think, I really think that your books change children because I've seen this with my, with my son. And that's why I ordered most of the books. And um, I wish you good luck with this and all the best. Thank Thanks you so me. much for having me, Dion. Thank you for being a loyal reader also. Yeah, thank you for being on the podcast and sharing your knowledge and good luck. Thank you.